Hello and welcome again to the Artful Teaching Podcast. This is Heather Francis going solo today just to introduce our content that was previously recorded at the end of 2022 when we filmed Brenda Bial and some of our NACI team at a recording studio to capture some of the knowledge and experiences and stories that we have to share with teachers, educators, and interested community members. Like the previous two episodes in this Native American series, we are asking questions about the Native American Curriculum Initiative and the principles and practices that have led our work up to this point. And the questions for this episode that Brenda is going to be answering include the importance of teachers asking questions and asking with the genuine intent to understand. And then after asking questions, being prepared to listen attentively. Asking questions with genuine intent and listening attentively is one of the seven guiding principles that guide our work in the Native American Curriculum Initiative. And you can listen to episode 19 or check out the landing page on our website for NACI to learn more about our guiding principles. But this is one that is really important to us as we work with Native partners and make sure that we're creating educational resources that not only amplify their voice and bring increased representation to the classroom, but can also be approved by their official voices and tribal councils. So listening attentively is really important. And that's why we asked Brenda to explain some of her thoughts on this principle. Brenda invites Stephanie West to discuss this topic with her in this podcast. And Stephanie West is an instructional designer studying instructional psychology and technology at Brigham Young University. She's on our NACI team and she designed with myself the online PD course, which we have another episode just on the PD course for you. And that will be linked in the show notes. But She has been doing a lot of the grading in the online course. She knows a lot of the questions that teachers are asking in that course. She gets to share some of that information. So here we go. This is Stephanie and Brenda answering the question, why is it important to ask questions with genuine intent and to listen attentively? One of our guiding principles that has been so important for us as we've done our work with NACI is the idea of listening attentively and asking questions. And I know that when I have a teacher ask a question, I don't ever think a question is too small or insignificant, especially when it comes to culture. Because when a teacher asks a question, it makes me feel like this teacher really wants to know more and wants possibly some guidance. And so, That's how I feel when a teacher asks me a question. But I want to ask you, since you are the creator of the PD course, what kind of questions do you get from teachers who are taking the PD course? That's a great question. So I think that a lot of teachers really want to know what's appropriate. I think that's the biggest question that we get is, what can I teach? What can I not teach? So I think that's the biggest question. I think other questions that they might ask is that, how can I teach this and do it in a respectful way? I think those are probably the most frequent questions we get. And I think that sometimes we've gotten questions about very specific parts of the curriculum, whether it's a dance or a song or, a, or even a book. And teachers want to know, is there cultural appropriation if, with this project I'm going to do or with this story? Is that what you have found also? Absolutely. So, and I think those questions that you're talking about are more specific questions, but they still fall under that kind of same umbrella of the more general question, what is appropriate? What is respectful? Am I appropriating? 
Yes, yes. I also want to know, as we were creating the timelines, we wanted to make sure that we were truly amplifying the Native voice. Can you tell me um, how the guiding principle of listening attentively and asking questions has helped us produce a wonderful timeline for each of the Native tribes? So I think that listening, first asking, but then the listening part is really, really key to that. And I think that Native individuals have not felt heard for so many years, or if they have been heard, they have been misheard. And so mm. listening, it's not just the asking the questions, but it's also the listening. And creating the timelines has just been an incredible experience for me. I feel like I have learned so much. So definitely when I met with some of the Native groups, it was slightly uncomfortable at first. And, and maybe that's because of their um, discomfort. They weren't trustful of us to begin with. And it took time for us to establish any kind of relationship. And I think the listening part was key to that because they, they didn't at first trust us to actually listen. And then going back to another principle, they didn't trust us to honor their no if, if the answer was a no for some of the things that we asked about. Right. So, but I think that what's been really interesting for me is that we have a large amount of silence in, in our conversations where we'll ask a question and then we don't get a response for a while. We, we don't get a yes or a no or a specific answer. And then through like a very indigenous way of teaching, they'll tell us a story instead of answering directly. They tell us a story and then through that story, we come to understand the answer to the question that we ask. Using reflective listening mm -hmm. and making sure that we're telling the story or their, what they're telling us in an authentic manner, not inserting ourselves into the story and not allowing our way of viewing life to skew what they're saying. So there's lots of reflective questions that go into that. So once they, they may share a story or may share a perspective, then we do, we reflectively question to make sure that we've clearly situated the information that we're creating in the timelines. So it's a very reflective process and we continue to go over and over one particular piece, one event in the timeline until we know that it is exactly worded the way that this native group would like it worded. And it's interesting that we started our NACI project with a question. What would you like the children of Utah to know about your cultural ways, your history, your tribe? And then we use reflective listening to help develop all of these resources that we are developing now. So questions are always invited and are welcomed. That's what we have based our, our projects on. And I think one piece of advice that I would give is that no question is offensive if it's truly sincerely asked mm -hmm. and with the intent of amplifying a native voice and really coming to a sense of understanding. I think sometimes as teachers or individuals, we're afraid to ask a question. But if we truly are sincere, I think that the individual that we're talking with understands that. There are some specific questions that were asked, such as, can I do this dance without having a Native American in the classroom? Or it might be, 
I've always done this art project, and now that I've taken the course, I'm wondering if this is an appropriate art project. I, I feel like it might be verging on cultural appropriation. There might be another question that's something simple like, why do you call traditional dress regalia? Um, why don't you call it a costume? There have been questions such as, do you call yourself a Native American or American Indian or, you know, what is the best term to use? And so all of those questions vary and we welcome them. If you have questions that you would like to have answered, please email us and we hopefully can give you some answers. And if not, we will definitely send you to people or organizations that can help you. In this next clip, Brenda shares the importance of looking at history from multiple perspectives. She talks about how she believes that history is often told from one perspective and that there's danger in, quote, the single story. And she describes why that's important to her and how working on some of our general Native American lesson plans, like the one on the Transcontinental Railroad, are really important because they offer multiple perspectives on events in history like the Transcontinental Railroad and other events that impacted the lives of those living here in the state of Utah or the territory of Utah in the past. So whether you're teaching Utah social studies or not, understanding history from multiple perspectives and including Native perspectives on history as we look at content in the classroom is really important. So often I feel like history is taught from one perspective. And there is a danger in just that one perspective or in that single story because you lose the complexity of that historical time. When we take a look at other ways of seeing things, the world opens up for us and for students. There are times that the parts of history are taught to children where we gloss over struggles and hardships in history. And when we do that, we dismiss someone else's story. We all have a story. We all have a culture. We all have a way of looking at that history. And so I feel like it's important to acknowledge and recognize that through the making of America, there have been many struggles. So often in our state, we're willing to talk about how the pioneers crossed and came to the Valley of Salt Lake, and we're willing to share the hardships that they went through, how people were left behind, how people died, and how the weather and the elements really were, were hard on the people that crossed the plains. But yet, we are hesitant to teach about the Bear River Massacre or the Swamp Cedars Massacres and I feel like there needs to be multiple perspectives on the different things that have happened. The Transcontinental Railroad is a perfect example. We see it as progress, you know, connecting the East with the West. 
But there's a part of that history where there was a decline in bison herds. And those bison herds were essential to Native American livelihood. And so when the government decided that the bison needed to be decimated, they were taking away someone else's livelihood and way of living. And sometimes we don't hear about that. And so I feel like if we're going to not repeat history, we need to teach what history that it is that we shouldn't repeat. And so multiple perspectives to me opens our eyes and it, it helps us to empathize. It helps us to realize that we are all human and we all have struggles and that we are all a part of creating a future that is good for everyone. This concludes the first three episodes of this Native American series where we've had Brenda answering our questions that we've had. The next two episodes in this series are Brenda answering questions that teachers submitted in the fall of 2022. And we got together as an AC team, a couple of us, to dialogue and have a conversation about some of these questions that teachers had. One of the questions she'll be answering is about the Utah Indian song that is a part of a fourth grade musical program that many schools have used for, I don't know, decades now. I remember in the 90s being a child who participated in this program. So we talk about that song and possible alternatives to that song in the program. And then there's also a question about how to become acquainted with, build relationships with, and become friends with Native Americans in your community, whether they're students in your classroom or parents or community members or Native artists that you want to bring to your classroom. So we're excited to share that. You have that to look forward to in the next two episodes. Thank you for joining us here on the Artful Teaching Podcast. Again, you can find us on all platforms, but mostly Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. These are the, the platforms that we're using as teachers. So be sure to subscribe there so that you can get the latest on the next series that comes out. And if you haven't, you might be interested in signing up for our newsletter that is specifically for the Native American Curriculum Initiative. This is where we publish new lesson plans and new resources and new workshop opportunities. Be sure not to miss out on that opportunity. Links to all of these opportunities will be in the show notes. And again, thanks for being with us and hope you have an artful day. Artful Teaching is made possible by the BYU Arts Partnership and the McKay School of Education. Thanks to James Houston for editing this podcast. Music was generously provided by Connor Chi, a Navajo Diné composer and performer. And special thanks to all of the teachers who are changing lives every day while serving in schools. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review. You can find all the show notes for this episode and more resources at advancingartsleadership.com. And don't forget to check out our tribe-approved lesson plans on the website as well. I'm Heather Francis. And I'm Callie Flox. And I'm Brenda Bial. Wishing you an artful journey. <laughs>